What's up, idiots? We're back for episode two of Astro Blast. What? Idiots. They're idiots? If there's one thing I love more than my haters, it's my listeners. Name them all. There's probably a Sarah. There's probably a Connor. Terminator 8 out. Welcome to Astro Blast. (laughs) So we're going to get right into it today. Um, Chris doesn't remember anything from the last episode. We're going to do a little bit of... It feels like it was a one year ago that we recorded... Quick reminder that this show focuses on astrology through a psychological lens, not a metaphysical lens. So I'm not trying to sell you on supernatural forces. I'm trying to sell you on learning more about yourself and others through this particular medium, astrology. What do you got for me? So Fill me up. <laughs> also, before we, we fill you up, uh-huh, before you. we blast you with astro knowledge. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to be making monthly playlists for each of the 12 signs. So whenever the sun changes signs, which is about once a month because there's 12 signs within a year. It. I knew it. I knew it. You can go to our website, astroblasting.com, and there's a page called Astro Jams, and there will be a 10-song playlist for whatever sign we're in, curated by Chris and I, that you can add to your Spotify or Apple Music. It's 18 and up. The playlist? The, the, the Everything. The website, you have to click, yes, I'm 18. Yes. If Our you playlist, are. they link to Pornhub and then they circle back around to Spotify. That's right. It's an immersive experience. Yeah. You're going to friggin' love it. <laughs> this month is cancer season. So we picked a mix of songs that have Cancerian vibes or are by artists who are cancers. What songs did you pick? I wanted to like do some that were like a blend of genre so that uh-huh. it, people wouldn't feel like they were just listening to like one thing. Um, and I wanted to put something new in there too. So I picked a new Chelsea Wolf single because she's cool. releasing an album in uh-huh. a few months. And you and, and she's a cancer? No, but the song is like super cancery. Cancery. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, my problem is I don't know anything. Well, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I couldn't really figure out like what a vibe would be. So I just Googled famous cancers, looked at who was a musician, and put the first song I could find by that person. Yeah. And isn't that nice? What what happened was I texted Chris and said, All right, we gotta do a cancer playlist. I'm gonna send you a description of cancer and then find songs that feel like that. And before <laughs> I could send the description of cancer, he just snapped back with five songs and I was like, How did you do this? I listened to the songs, though, and I liked them. All right, so let's go over what we did last week just for a quick second here because I know you forgot let's it all. Let's review. Of course I remember it all. All right, we did. We talked about the natal chart. Natal which is, chart, of course. You want to tell me what that no, is? No, no, I just was, you know. <laughs> natal chart is, of course, your birthday chart. Yes, Up it is each stars. person's personal map of the sky at the time of their birth. Yeah. And then we did the big three. Do you know what the oh, three are? Oh, Taurus, me, no. Capricorn, and Capricorn. Wow, you remembered your big three. That's yeah. awesome. What else What else is there? Uh, well, I mean, the it's moon, just like- The moon. Yes. The sun. Yeah. And rising. Yeah. Wow. I'm crushing it. I have, I have retained things. So just to run down the big three really quick, I'm going to- Give you this quote from astrologer Joanna Martine Woolfolk, who oh, said, "I know Joanne. <laughs> the rising sign has been <laughs> the rising sign has been likened to the door of a house, the entrance way that visitors first see and must pass through in order to look into the house itself. 
Continuing on with her analogy, we could say that the moon is the interior of the house, how you decorate it, how you feel safe, your private environment where you find comfort. And we could say the sun is the construction of the house, the framework, the foundation, the parts that will never change. Great. That's something that that first initial quote from Joanna Martine Woolfolk about the rising sign being a door was one of the first things I ever read about astrology, and it made understanding the big three really easy for me. Just picture a house. Uh Uh-huh. I got it. So now let's just jump right into this week's astrological half of the episode. What will we do? We're going to go over the 12 signs. In theory, this episode should be like 12 hours long because there's- And it will be. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have 12 hours, so we're just going to give like a little a little brief thing for each sign. So I so you want me to tell you want me to tell you what they are? Yeah, you want you want to do it in order. What do you think the first one is? They they go in order? With yeah, it starts with an ast- the astrological calendar starts January. with no. Okay. Of course, the first one is Aquarius. Nope. That starts with an A. And famously, A is the first letter in the alphabet. Is that true? Actually, the first uh, sign of the astrological calendar does start with an A, <gasps> but you got the wrong one. Aries. Yep, there it is. Baby. God of freaking thunder, baby. Right? I thought he was the god of war. All right. All right. Aries is March 21st to April 19th. That's the all these dates are like rough because different astrological uh, traditions vary slightly by dates. But I'm just going to give kind of like a close enough thing for each sign. So Aries is March 21st to April 19th and it's a fire sign. Eek. All signs are either fire, earth, water or air. Right. So Aries is a fire sign. Um, Aries like friggin' is... Spider-Man movie, huh? You see it? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. It's fine. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> Aries is direct and expressing themselves. Very creative and enthusiastic, for better or for worse. Because they're the first sign of the Zodiac, they represent beginnings. They're at the forefront of ideas. They're independent and strong. They are always moving onward, but this can also make them childlike in the same way everything is new to a baby. They learn fast and grow, but when presented with something difficult or bad, they can become extremely temperamental and aggressive. They they make really great leaders if they can curb their impatience and attitude. And lastly, their symbol is the ram because they will butt heads with anything or anyone that challenges them. Damn. You know anyone like that? That's an Aries? Yes, I definitely do. Really? Oh, absolutely. Are you just like trolling me right now no i swear to what, what what are the dates march 21st to april 19th and what kind of car would an aries drive that's what i will contribute to these mm. for fiesta not a dodge ram yeah i thought that too. why would it be a dodge ram what about a dodge charger that's that what i is what i would say for an aries dodge are you guys getting paid by dodge not telling me both of you telling me dodge car all right dodge charger all right, Taurus. I secede. I secede. Secede. Taurus, that's next? Mm-hmm. That's me. That's the second one. Nissan Versa. <laughs> that's what I drive. Oh, okay. I thought you just like really loved those. I was supposed to guess what the next one was also. Oh, I'm sorry. That's fine. I would have gotten Taurus. I'll give it to you because it's your sign. Um, okay, so Taurus is April 20th to May 20th. It's an earth sign. Victorians aim to achieve mastery over physical matter. They're practical, determined, and work with the physical components of the world. That's not to say they're cold or superficial. They're open to the mysteries of life, hence mm-hmm. you being here in this room today. Hey, open to the mystery of life. Here I am. 
very positive and warm. They're yes. considerate and open to experiences. That's right. That's me. But they place their values and comforts, the good things in life, material mm-hmm. acquisitions that make them feel good. They mm-hmm. want money, not for its own sake, but so they can truly enjoy life. That's right. Torians love art and beautiful things. I Been love to your art. house. I make l- art. You make it. Y- you live in it. I live in art. And beautiful things. They. My wife. Oh, <laughs> isn't that so nice? That's actually a really Taurus thing to have just said. To be in love, to yeah. love my wife. Taurus loves love. Taurus loves love. Yeah, they love decorating the home. They dress well and notice others' appearances. They do all that. Beauty is key. Chris, you're a Taurus and you're very hot and your new album is called Born Hot. That's right. For flaws, Taurians are so sweet that they can often burden themselves with the griefs and problems of their friends. No way. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for as sweet as they are, their willpower and determination can make them stubborn and unwilling to see outside their own methods or beliefs. Definitely. Their love for comfort can also impact their motivation. They can become slothful and bask too hard. That's what I feel like all the time. There you go. The symbol is the bull or cow because they're sweet, but sometimes impossible to budge. Mm. I can be like that. Next is Gemini. Don't tell me. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. All the work I put into. Gemini, I guess. (laughs) I know it now. Go ahead. Who's Gemini? You hate astrology now? I have nothing to say about astrology. (laughs) 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 Welcome to the podcast. Next is Gemini, which is my sign. I am Gemini. Your friend Tim Casher said that. I was hoping that's what it was. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful album by Cursive, right? Mutual friend of ours, Tim Casher. Yes. Great guy. Sweet little man. Love him. Um, I always get that one song stuck in my head from that album. It's like, I'm like the sun and you're the moon. Oh, you must love that record. Okay, so Geminis find comfort in words. They can talk forever, and their curiosity in all things always gives them something to talk about. Um, They're charming, attractive, and the most youthful of all the signs. Dodge neon. Already? Mm -hmm. One sentence and you called it. I know it. I I have car blindness, so I don't even know what that is, to tell you the truth. Right. Um, Sometimes I go to get into my car, and I realize I'm not getting into my car. It's someone else's. (laughs) <laughs> it's a school bus. Yeah, after I how bad ac- does it get? <laughs> after I've accidentally tried to break into a stranger's car, I then have to get into a cop car. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so going back to Gemini, these are the people who will stay up texting you all night, either giving advice or flirting, as they do with basically everyone indiscriminately. Uh-huh. They're witty and very impatient. People on the internet will drag Gemini till the cows come home. It's one <gasps> of the most hated hated signs of the zodiac of late. But this is in my opinion, my humble Gemini opinion, because they're often deeply misunderstood. Damn. Um, They want everyone to be happy, and this can cause moral dilemmas. They're trying to please themselves and everyone around them so much that it creates conflict. This social bargaining can make them seem manipulative. When faced with confrontation or too much emotion, they can clam up or become flighty. They're terrible at communicating their feelings, probably because they can think themselves into and out of anything, making it hard for them to ever really know how they feel. Their symbol is the twins because they can chameleon. (laughs) Twins. What? It's cool. (laughs) Their symbol is the twins because they can chameleon themselves into any social setting, making them seem like a different person depending on the situation. Wow, is it true? I feel like I identify with almost every... I'm going to maybe just jump and say everything about Gemini. Really? 
Yes. Would a, a criticism that I would imagine that people could have about astrology, mm-hmm. and not saying that I do because I'm, I'm so across the board accepting of everything, um, <laughs> but that everything that you say about every sign could be applied to anybody. Yeah. Like I've... I could listen to everything that you've said so far and go, I can be like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about that? So I'm wow, glad you we, asked, we're in Chris. A fight now. No, that's good. I actually was just watching this video on YouTube the other day of this like study. I have YouTube. It's a good website. You got to admit. Yeah, there's not enough porn for my liking. There's but... not porn on YouTube. <laughs> I believe me. I know it. Um. Well, let's not step over the fact that YouTube has Vine compilations, which we oh, have Lord. gotten all of us through some dark times. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, I saw this video on YouTube of this study. It's like a five-minute, five to eight-minute video of this study where they're trying to basically disprove astrology or like they talk about it like everyone's brainwashed. But I think that um, I love videos like that. They're so stupid. What of just people just pe- calling other people stupid? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, why did you make this? Yeah, <laughs> like the. Do you remember that stupid ass atheist group, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, or whatever? No, but that does sound stupid. It's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. As a non-God believer, I I would much rather force myself to convert to Catholicism than ever have to hear the phrase flying spaghetti monster ever again. Yeah. So this video was talking a lot about that. They were like, we gave these people all these tests um, of like a, a card that didn't have a sign name on it. It just had a description. And they gave like 100 people the same exact card with the same description and like try to figure out how many people agreed with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, moral of the story, by the end of it, their study proved that whatever, that astrology wasn't real. But mm-hmm. um there's a lot of flaws in the studies that are done about that because those people that are doing those studies don't know kind of like the ins and outs of actual astrology, not just kind of surface astrology. Like we said before, the newspaper horoscope or people that just know the 12 sun signs and that's it. They don't know anything about their charts or the other planets. While I haven't seen any good studies, any studies at all that prove astrology is real and the planets are affecting all of us and blah, blah, blah. I also haven't seen any good studies that make me want to stay away from astrology because it's just kind right. of like... And now at this point, how embarrassing. You start a podcast about it. So... All right. Who's the next sign? Let me guess. Are you done with Gemini? Or... Yeah, we're done with Gemini. Oh, no, just to put no. a bow on your initial question, uh-huh. um, I think that you can kind of project onto any one of these descriptions. But what's important is to learn more about astrology so you can look at your chart and see how all of the different little tiny pieces of your chart interact mm-hmm. that can impact... All of, they all impact each other, all the pieces. So if you don't fully identify with your sun sign, like you didn't identify with pieces of what I read for Taurus, if you look in your chart, there will be other things that could explain that. Like, for example, you said that you you have a limit for hearing out friends that come to you with whatever. That could be because another planet in your chart like Mercury, which is a planet that involves communication, mm-hmm. perhaps that's in a sign that doesn't like to that's not Taurus and doesn't like to be there for people in that way a sign that's like Aquarius which can be really impatient and um or Aries which is also impatient as we just learned my Mercury how do you know that is in Aries you're looking at his chart wow your Mercury is an Aries so that sets a kind of like a parameter as I was driving over here I thought that 
and I was waiting for somebody to say it because I was embarrassed. All right, so the so, next sign. Oh wait, yes, you got. Uh, I'm just gonna say TLDR. If you too long didn't read. Yes, if you if you don't identify with your sun sign, that's okay and isn't. Honestly, it's not a good enough reason to discredit astrology because you're looking yeah. at one percent of your astrological makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. These people are idiots. <laughs> um. So the next sign, of course, aquatic. No. Am I close? No. Balsamic. That's close. So what? So we're in it right now. Yeah. And maybe Jenny just said it. Is it Mercury? What season are we in? What season did we just do a playlist Summer. for? Cancer. Yeah, it's Cancer. Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> cancer is June 22nd to July 22nd. It's a water sign. The sign that Cancer is ultimately about emotional sensitivity. Mm. This goes both ways. They're either so open that it can almost smother you or they're emotionally afraid or offended and totally shutting you out. Damn. They're very defensive and protective. They are afraid of criticism. This is a sign of the mother in that they are nurturing and full of love and they're homemakers. Dodge Caravan. It's a minivan. <laughs> yeah, that's really good, actually. It's true. Um, if you're able to make them feel comfortable enough to let you in mm -hmm. and be full of love and the homemaker. The sign is full of maternal love. They bounce back and forth between charming sweetness and melancholic introversion. They are warm and goal-oriented, but once offended or off-put, they're childish and unable to collaborate with others. When they love someone, their love is unending. Cancers are, above all other signs, dedicated and committed partners. They will stay in an unideal relationship for years because of this dedication. Or when single, they'll pursue a love interest obsessively until it's either reciprocated or smothered to death. Cancer's symbol is the crab because they are so sweet and tender inside, but covered with an impenetrable armor. Like a crab. Also, side note... That I'm not, I, I didn't like Google these descriptions and just like print them out. or And then I, I didn't pull them from a book either. I I read up on my books and mm. then. Um, this is straight from the friggin' dome, but it's yeah, written. I, I came up with these things yeah. with like some general guidance just to make sure I was covering all my bases. Right. Um, I don't want anyone listening to this who already is into astrology I don't want those people to think that I'm over here like using Google as a source. Like, please don't think this that. Is, uh, your sources on the website. That's so true. Thank you, Jennifer. There is a new tab on the website called References, where I listed my personal experience with astrology as well as almost every book in my personal astrology library. Eighteen and up. A lot of sexy little astrology books. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually resources, not references. Oh, it's resources, it's resources, not references. Are we good for the next one or did we get... We, we got that one. Okay, next up, Sagittarius. Oh, imagine no. if I was right, though. Helvetica, Theranos, Piebald, <laughs> Boz Lerman, Botany. No, I know it. Okay, so Leo. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, I you got, got it. it. Leo is the showstopper of all the signs. They're bold and energetic. They're committed to their own personal path. They are rarely the sidekick. They are romantic and keen on partnership, but not at the expense of their sense of self. They don't necessarily always seek attention, but they're capable of handling attention like it's their job. They're performative and talented people. They're confident and outspoken, but still deeply good-natured. As far as the more dominant signs go, 
Leo is the most balanced in their power, in that they're philosophical and practical in equal parts. Their symbol is the lion because of their sense of pride in their powerful demeanor. Hummer limo. Ooh. Isn't that nice? Yeah. But, it, but it's electric. All right, Virgo. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. It's an earth sign. Mm-hmm. Virgos are by far the most knowledgeable and methodical sign. They are defined by ritual and routine and by intelligence. Where Gemini studies something briefly and then moves on to the next rapidly. Smart car. All right, yeah. Intelligence. That's fair. Virgo will diligently learn about something until they master it. Arguing with a Virgo can feel impossible because they're so quick and well-read and committed to their knowledge. I find that Virgo tends to be the least amenable to astrology because it can't be tangibly proven to them as a valid practice. And above all else, they believe in order. They feel better when there is a specific direction. Their fatal flaw is that they can become so committed to knowledge that they forget to tend to the spirit. Compassion can often come second to information. They become so engrossed with the facts and details that they're unable to see the greater picture. They can be very critical of others and even more so of themselves. But even so, they are servants to others in the world. They devote their knowledge to their idea of the greater good and to those close to them. Their symbol is a person holding leaves, which represents books and information at hand. Nerd alert. Truly. Huh? Oh, yeah. I would put my money on the fact that a Virgo probably started the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monsters. Oh, my God. Virgos are like the kind of people that will like, if you tweet something and you like forgot an apostrophe, they would be like your star, you know, to like correct you like that kind of shit. I mean, I can shit talk Virgo all day, but I also really like Virgo. Yeah. And I could shit talk any of the signs. Um, and I also like a majority of them. There are Virgos, some that I don't. we love you. <laughs> Next, you know what it is? It is Angelica. Frangelica. Grand Marnier. All right, give me uh the first letter. L. Leo. <laughs> Les. Les. Sorry for saying Les. Two people just glared at me in the room. I got turned on. I, I, I sent up a signal. <laughs> Les. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, it starts with an L. Libra. <gasps> oh, Yeah. I got it. Libra is September 23rd to October 22nd. It's an air sign. What are we, halfway through these? Libra is defined by grace. They are good-natured and positive. Beautiful. And they desire approval above all else. I like that. I feel like that. Yeah, I always say that Li- Libra is like um, Mr. Peanut Butter in BoJack Horseman, the oh, retriever. Yes. I've seen it. Um, where Leo is unwilling to be a sidekick, Libra is happy to be one. They thrive in collaboration and partnership, and they fear isolation. <gasps> they are forgiving, always living in the present. They're people pleasers and very social. Like Taurus, they love beauty, and this is reflected in their home and appearance. They have an affinity for the arts. They love to help people and balance the peace. Their sense of justice is unrivaled in the Zodiac. They prefer to put the comfort of others before their own comfort, but they have limits. If taken advantage of, their sense of balance can be upset, and they will return the ill will with tenfold anger. Libra's symbol is a set of scales representing their dedication to balance and peace. Speaking of t- being taken advantage of, I had a dentist appointment on Monday. And uh, anyway, I was going because uh, I had to get a crown. 
And long story short, my crown wasn't ready because it was after the holiday weekend. So what I did was I, um, I said, okay. And then they said, can you come on Wednesday? And I said, okay. And then I left. And you know what I did? I friggin' came back on Wednesday and I got my crown. <laughs> I really stuck it to him. So the dentist is a Libra. The dent, the Libras. I was showing myself as a Libra. I have a Libra characteristic in that I was taken advantage of, and then I was, uh, I put forth retribution. You killed one of your dentist children. Is that what retribution has to be? Yeah, every time. Oh man, I didn't have. I didn't end up doing that. Eighty percent of child deaths are. Because of retribution. <laughs> For to dentists? <laughs> Actually, on the real, though, getting in people's mouths like that, they those are brave people. Yeah. I would not go near a stranger's mouth. Mm -mm. I agree. Me neither. Unless it involved Tinder. Hey, come on. What do you mean? Like <laughs> sex stuff? No, uh, dental examinations. Oh, okay. That's what Tinder is? I yeah. don't I've been married for so long. I've been on Tinder. I've only been on like a couple Tinder dates in in my past. Um and one of them, only one of them was like lasting and it lasted like a few months and nice. um she That's a girl? You may not know this about me, Chris, but I'm gay. Hold on. Let me think about something. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what happened on this date? Well, she... Slower. <laughs> she was, like, attractive and cool-seeming, but um, she we hit a point where, like, she was, like, hanging out with me and my friends, like, out at, like, a bar or something, and she would fucking, like... She was on some kind of, like, acapella group and no, when no, she was no, in college. No, 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 no. I know. I should have ran when I heard the word acapella. Uh -huh. But I didn't because I was like, oh, but she's hot. And so we kept like hanging out and she would like beatbox singing. No. Like I would be hanging out with like five friends and she would just start beatboxing in the middle of a conversation Holy and everyone shit. would just slowly stop talking because like no one knew what to do and we would all just be looking at each other and she would complete a whole song like that. It was bad, but, yeah. and here's the worst part is that she broke it off with me. Oh my God. I was like dumped by an acapella yeah. person. I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're the one that does acapella and beatboxes. How <laughs> dare you? I was like, you can't fire me because I'm quitting. Yeah, nice. All right, what's the next sign? Scorpion. Yes. Swell. Okay, hold on. Well, caterpillar. <laughs> Caterp Scorpio. Caterpillario. Okay, Scorpio. Got it. <laughs> Scorpio is October 23rd to November 21st. It's a water sign. Scorpio is the moodiest, most mysterious, and seductive sign of the zodiac. Whoa. They would be extremely powerful individuals, and can be, if they're able to overcome their tendency to drown in their own feelings. or PT Cruiser. Purple. <laughs> Purple? Purple PT Cruiser. I'll give it to you. Sexy, mysterious. So they they can really like find their exaltation, if that's the word. If they can overcome their tendency to drown in their own feelings or otherwise their capacity for utter chaos. Scorpio is at the top of the list with Gemini as the two most dislike signs in this generation of astrology. Scorpio can be aggressive and controlling and deceitful or otherwise excommunicating themselves from the world in a private emotional spiral. 
They're incredibly secretive. They can be romantically duplicitous, but even so, sex is highly emotional for them. Mm. (laughs) They are dedicated only to their own opinions and beliefs and their own sense of justice. They're brutally honest, and when they feel they can't be, they're completely silent. They fixate on death and meaning, and this gives them a sheen of mystique that draws others to them. The symbol of Scorpio is the... Scorpion, gotta be. Caterpillar, Scorpion, gotta be. (laughs) Where the stinger represents their formidable nature and their sexual desires. Because it's like the stinger. You said utter chaos in there, and I thought about a great, that is a great band name, of course, but except in the logo, it's like a cow and he has a mohawk. A cow? It's a cow with a mohawk. Utter with two Ds. Utter chaos. Two Ds, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Hey, come on. Nice. You ever seen a cow with two Ds? <laughs> They've got like six. I guess that's not Ds. I think they have four. Four, of course. I can see six when I close my eyes. What does that mean? <laughs> All right, next sign. Sagittarius. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It. You actually really got that one. You nailed it. I got it. Although, it's to be fair, there's only four left, so it's like. <laughs> Great. All right, Sagittarius, November 22nd to December 21st, fire sign. It is also Jennifer's sign. Producer Jennifer. Yeah. Sagittarius is the most charismatic sign of the Zodiac. They're outgoing, bright, lucky, and explorative. Their travel, they travel either physically in the world or in spirit through the spreading of ideas and warmth. Though where they carry warmth, they are prone to an equal dose of darkness. When they feel anger is... Uh, when they feel anger, it is insurmountable. Jenny, is that true? One time I... Yeah, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> One time she killed a dentist's child. Oh, my God. So good. Um, Sagittarius's are dedicated... I should say Sagittarians are dedicated to freedom and therefore aren't tied to commitments. They are very positive and idealistic, but also very serious thinkers. They have mm. their own particular curation of ideas and beliefs that are prone to change as they live and grow. They are, like Scorpio, brutally honest. They do not fear seeking the truth and looking it in the eye. They're adventurous and incredibly generous, perhaps more than any other sign. The symbol of Sagittarius is the arrow representing their evergreen journey forward. Well, that sounds like Jenny to me. Oh, yeah. Wait, did I say a car? Oh, no. Toyota Camry. (laughs) Jenny's pissed. What is that thing out there? It's like a Toyota Camry. It's like a Toyota Camry. The Honda Civic? Honda Civic. Yeah. All right. I'll give you Honda Civic. Isn't that nice of me? All right. Next sign. Pencil. No. no. I know that's not true. I'm being silly. Okay. Uh, Robin Stuckey. No, that's what not it. What the hell is that? It's a furniture store in Naples, Florida. <laughs> um, Capricorn? Yeah. Hell yeah. December 22nd to January 19th. Earth oh, sign. Jesus is a Capricorn. Yeah. My sweetie. Big J. Who's H for J out there? Hey, show of hands. Hell yeah. Show What's of, wrong? Show of D's. Who's H for J? Thank you. Rise them up. <laughs> I'll show you a rising sign. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, all right. Here's a great idea based on that. This is a t-shirt. I'll show you a rising sign, and it is just a picture of a boner. Not me. It's not me. You can find all this at our... Pornhub Astro Blast account. That's right. Premium. But we just call it Ass Blast there. Mm-hmm. All right. So Capricorn, baby Jesus. <laughs> That's a, the baby Jesus. <laughs> this is the most rigid of all the signs. They commit themselves to hard work, even at the expense of partnership. Though they typically live in the realm of the physical, i.e. earnings and possessions, their deepest desire is to be special and loved. 
They equate value with accomplishment, especially for themselves. And they will be working towards the sense of accomplishment, even if they're not sure exactly what the goal is. They're very steady and sure-footed. They do not act impatiently. They are perhaps the least childlike of all the Zodiac. They are lawful and love rules. Um, while they're not necessarily notable leaders, they are adept at guiding people within a specific, specific system or environment. They fear dependency, and a lot of their drive comes from the need to ensure their own material security to avoid any dependency. Oh, th- I'm like this. This is two of my things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Capricorn symbol is the goat, representing their ability to climb figurative mountains. Greatest of all time. All right, you know what the next sign is? January 20th to February 18th. Okay. Oh, this is what my wife is. For, oh, wait. Uh, Pisces? It's, I could be wrong. Not a Pisces. Yeah, no, I, oh. I, I don't know anything. You don't know your wife's sun sign, dude? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, hold on. So, Cassie. How can you call yourself a man if you don't know your wife's sun sign? <laughs> my wife's sign, it starts with A. Yes. It starts with A. Yeah. And it's Aquarius. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your and wife I, is an Aquarius. And then I was quizzing you. <laughs> and that's right. Me who's looking at a sheet of paper that says Aquarius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> January 20th to February 18th, air. Aquarius is the sign of the weirdo. It is impossible for them to be anyone other than exactly who they are. Wow, my wife. <laughs> they are creative and eccentric individuals who are known for deeply caring for humanity as a whole, though sometimes at the expense of being blind to the needs of those closest to them. Cassie. They can focus so much on the greater good that they don't leave enough room for the emotional needs of their friends and family. Cassie. They are incredibly aloof and spacey and sometimes shut people out. That's my wife. (laughs) Yet even so, friendship and companionship are their lifeblood. Mm -hmm. They find comfort less in the home and more in other people. They love to exchange ideas but are the most misunderstood sign of the Zodiac, as they are so individualistic that it's nearly impossible for anyone to completely understand them. The symbol of Aquarius is the water bearer, representing the holding of humanity and ideas. Just want to say quickly for anyone out there who is not super familiar with astrology, most people confuse Aquarius for a water sign because it has the word aqua in it and is a water bearer sign. But it's actually an air sign. Um, That's confusing. All right, last sign. There's another one? Pisces, I said it. Yep. February 19th to March 20th, water sign. Pisces is the most emotional and lost sign of the Zodiac. They constantly feel not only their own emotions, but the emotional static of all those around them. They're extremely sensitive to others. This gives them the gift of empathy, but adversely causes them to feel like they're drowning in the world around them. They're often immobile. Stu- this is a water sign? Yes. Drowning in the world around them. They're often immobile, stuck in their environment or patterns, confused about how to find their way out. They drift along paralyzed with indecision until they get a handle on their sense of personal significance. When that happens, they're incredibly sweet and sympathetic. They're dreamers, both figuratively and literally, and have a dreamy disposition. Where Virgo harnesses bookishness, Pisces is the exact opposite, dwelling in a world of intuition. They represent the typical artist type in that they're creative, magnetic, and utterly lost in like a sexy, cool way. Mm. Their symbol is two fish swimming in opposite directions, representing that they are lost adrift in all the world's vibrations. Do you like my poetry? I, I like, do. That's really went hard nice. on that one. Okay, so I forgot... A car for my wife. Honestly, before we do that, I want to just say that Pisces doesn't have a car. They're like, they're not getting out of bed enough to drive a car. Oh my God. They take the bus or Uber? Yeah. Or they like have their friend pick them up or they walk. Right. They have a razor scooter. Honestly, yes. They have a little bicycle. Okay. Uh, My wife is also a Nissan Versa. We share a car. (laughs) 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all 12 signs. And I knew them all. All right, that's it for astrology for this week. Thank you so much for getting through that with us and uh, learning about the 12 signs. We'll get more into the 12 signs in each episode, kind of like piece by piece. All right, let's get into some advice questions. Yes. The first question is from Lily. She writes, I'm a cancer and I have my birth chart saved on my phone. So if people ask, I can just show it to them because they do ask and I have no idea what any of it means. I think it's a fun thing we can all goof around with, but I don't really believe in it. Trouble is, my therapist does. She'll frequently ask me about the signs of the people I bring up in our sessions. It's uh, it's the first to warn me when Mercury is in retrograde and will seriously declare that the universe is screwing around when things go wrong for the two of us. How do I tell my therapist that maybe it's not the cosmos that's messing with me? Maybe it's my own behaviors and actions. And how do I ask her to please stop bringing astrology into our sessions? I don't want to hurt her feelings because she means well and is, at the end of the day, a good therapist. But she has also been through a lot and I don't want to upset her. I love this question. That's a great question. Um, there are a couple quick things that I, I thought right off the bat when I read this. Um, first of all, you say you don't really believe in astrology. And if you've gotten this far in the episode, you'll know that I don't think that it that people should believe in astrology as much as use astrology as a thing that you don't have to believe in. It's not a religion in my mind, so you don't have to believe in it. Secondly, if you're ther- the fact that your therapist has, quote, been through a lot sounds like you need a new therapist. Yeah, you shouldn't know that. Yeah, right. You, you totally know what your therapist has been through. And if you not. do know that, it's because you stayed up at 1 a.m. Googling your therapist. We've all been there, right? Surely. You got to Google your therapist. Yeah, I want to see like if the the person who gives me insightful advice is out there like posting the stupidest memes I've ever seen in right? my life. The less you could find about your therapist online, that the better the of a therapist. Yeah, when I did are. it with my therapist, I found pretty much nothing. And I was like, That's this is good. great because I can't associate her with anything. Yeah. So, yeah, if your therapist has been through a lot and you don't want to upset her, then she needs her own therapist and you need a new one. Right. I mean, everybody's been through a lot, you know, and it's okay that that is the fact of that. But, like, it would – yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a boundary thing that you would even know that. If she's, like, forcing astrology on you, that's weird. Yeah. Um, There's, like, a lot of baggage there. And, I mean, if your therapist is, like, bringing up Mercury or retrograde and, like, saying that the cosmos are messing with your relationships or whatever, like, that's not good therapy. Does this person, like, have a degree or <laughs> did you, like, find them on Craigslist? Hmm, anyway, my advice to you is get a new therapist. Um. I honestly like don't even have secondary advice for you. Um, if astrology, like sometimes I use astrology when I'm talking to my therapist to be like, and I always give her a disclaimer, like I'm giving right now, to be like, this. I'm just using this as like an archetypal description of a person, and like it does make it easier to talk about people sometimes to describe them in archetypes to someone who doesn't know them. But like, also you you just you can't force it on people. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like to uh, to have something that you would not be able to talk to about your therapist, as in like I'd feel weird about not being able to, or I feel weird that she's bringing this up, and I don't know how to tell her that 
yeah, that's like something that you shouldn't have to be thinking about. When, yeah, you're like you're paying for someone to listen to you talk about stuff. And if yeah. she's just talking at you for things you feel too awkward to like tell her not to talk about, then you're paying for, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I would say if you don't feel like you want to get a new therapist, just friggin' you got to just lay it out there with this one that like you don't want to talk about your life in terms of astrology unless it is like you know a, a kind of like a, a a story that can be told uh that would be helpful to you and here's a way if you want to ask her if you want to stick with her and ask her to like stop talking about astrology a way you could word it is be like i respect that it's something you really like and i it's not that i don't trust what it brings to our sessions but i personally am not comfortable using it in my sessions right and yeah. that way you won't disrupt you won't like make waves or yeah. whatever great all right question two you want to read this one sure yeah here we go number two i'm a pisces and socially i get along with everyone i meet but i find that scorpios scorpios are usually the most irritating self-centered asses in the room asses all cap I believe in individuals, try not to group or label them, and give each and every person I encounter a unit of respect onto which to build upon or lose. But I can't help but notice this trend. And are there personally trends in astrology where some signs attract socially and some repel, like the ends of a magnet? And if so, what are they? I can contribute nothing to this. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> So short answer, yes, there are signs that are compatible and some that are, some that are not compatible. And it's great that you're acknowledging that you try not to group or label people and you're trying to give everyone you meet a bit of respect or whatever, which is like, I think maybe something I said in the first episode, like you never want to judge someone based on anything involving astrology because it's not the point of it. It's reductive. It's kind of dumb. So it's great that you're like on board with that and you get that. That being said, my moon is in Pisces and people tend to be magnetized to whatever your moon sign is or your Venus. And um, My what? Venus. Oh, Venus. Sorry. <laughs> so if you're a Pisces out there, Pisces is super, super sad and moody and um, trying to figure it out at all times and in like a, a dream world. Scorpio can be so abrasive a lot, which is why they get such a bad rap. And um that's just so like counterintuitive for Pisces that it would make sense that you would feel really upset by people that displays Scorpio tendencies. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm just saying this to make sense more of like there is a vibe of person that you don't get along with and that's totally okay. Signs that do attract also are signs that are opposite on the astrological wheel. So if you look at a circle that starts with Aries and goes all the way up through Pisces at the end where it connects on the other side of Aries there, just imagine a circle with 12 pizza slices, as we'll say again. Um, the sign that is directly opposite you on that wheel is, it, it actually is described as being like a magnet. It's the other polarity of your sign. And so Pisces's polarity is Virgo. So they're super different signs, but they demonstrate a lot of similar characteristics within like the same spectrum, but on opposite sides of that same spectrum, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, and... And like I'll say with anything involving astrology, there is no certain formula. It depends on so many different factors in your chart and in, and in how you see yourself outside of astrology. But there are things that you can be attracted to and dislike. And noticing your own patterns can be really helpful with your life. 
All right, you want to read number three? Hmm? Number three? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay. From Adrian. I'm a Cancer Sun, Scorpio rising in Pisces moon. Big baby, you're the experts. How should I handle depressive episodes brought on by suppressed aggression and a deep uneasiness with meaningless and alienating labor? Jeez Louise. The only time I felt motivated and satisfied for the last two weeks was chopping down trees, but the trees that needed chopping have all been chopped now. Any insight to be gained from the heavens? Wow. That does sound very satisfying to chop down trees. I mean, sorry to to the trees, I guess, and the people who love them. Well, you got to There's trees that need to be chopped down. You Isn't need that paper true? and wood and stuff. Thank you. Yeah. We need paper and wood. Yeah. So what's your take on this? On I mean, you don't have to do it from an astrology thing. Right. Just kind of like people that get stuck kind of like feeling meaningless, a sense of meaninglessness and not wanting to do um, alienating labor. I'm guessing that means kind of like labor within a, an area that you don't want to be giving labor <laughs> right i mean i definitely go through this too mm-hmm. the, the only way i ever get out of it is kind of just like immersing myself in my own work you know whether that's like writing songs or working on the stupid shit i work on um mm-hmm. I, I would say just find the things that this is like so like easy to say and hard to do but just find the things that engage you and 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 go for them and go after them totally yeah and it, the thing i i totally back everything you just said and what i could add to it is just that it may take time to get to that point but you yeah. will get to that point or if you get to that point early on but you're not sure exactly where to go with it in time you'll figure it out sometimes you just go through slumps i mean look we're here for like if you live a natural life 80 plus years, it's not all going to be full of meaning. Yeah. In fact, that seems to be the overall general human condition is trying to find meaning. Yeah. Anyway, if you're- Find if you're, more trees to chop down. That sounds fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, are you chopping these suckers or you have a me- mechanized thing? Motorized? Motorized is what I meant. Or do you have a friend that you heave ho with? You know what I mean? Like, you, 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 he's like, Are you talking wh- about sex? No. For once, I am not. <laughs> Those saws that like, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yep. I think chopping down trees sounds like a great thing to do for what you're going through. They're all chopped down though, unfortunately. But how long? I mean, they grow back pretty quick probably. Just give it time. You'll figure it out um, and try to find things you like. Honestly, a a good way to find things you like uh, is watching TV shows. You can do that from your house alone in the darkness. It's fantastic. And then maybe something happens in a different show, a new show you're watching that really catches your interest. I got really into lock picking that way. And it's a really good hobby that passes the time and like gives your hands something to do and distracts from stress and stuff like that. So you never know where you could. Hmm? You have all these TVs that from all these different places that you say that you just found them on the side of the road, but is that because you've been picking locks and breaking into people's houses? I'm pu- just now putting all TVs. this together. We did it. Another great episode. H for the D. H for the D. To the stars and back. To the stars and back. <laughs>